From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. I wanted to kind of set the mood for this special Christmas week of shows, which will be our last ones for 2023 before uh, the show takes its traditional Christmas and New Year's off to rest, uh, reload, and pretty much recuperate because once we're back January 3rd 2024 which will be our two-year anniversary of the podcast we're gonna be it's gonna be nuts I'm gonna be busy I'm gonna have to get some track shoes for Christmas because this sucker is going to go at warp speed uh, considering we've got a president a very crucial and very vital presidential election coming up but before we get into uh, this Christmas week's adventures in podcasting, just wanted to let everybody know, uh, if you want to send us email, uh, questions, comments, what have you, uh, just simply uh, send it to inblackandwrite at gmail.com or check out our website at inblackandwrite.net. You can also subscribe to our podcast, uh, the audio version anyway. Just simply go to your favorite podcast platform, search for In Black and Right, R-I-G-H-T. Subscribe, follow, get notified when new shows are uploaded. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And you can also check us out on our Rumble page, which is the video version, which will have uh, in Black and White Daily and In Black and White Special Edition programs, and we're looking to do a whole lot more. In fact, we're going to have to do a whole lot more video next year, considering it is a presidential year, and it's an incredibly important year. Uh, not just because of the presidential race, but for 
tons of other reasons. Well, anyway, my friends, uh, before I really get into the heart of what I wanted to get into today, uh, I wanted to, you know, I, I have to do sort of the obligatory Trump derangement syndrome uh, section of the program because more and more and more the mainstream corporate media uh, is completely lo has lost or is losing very quickly its grip on reality and trying to create some of the most hyperbolic, over-the-top false narratives uh, that I, in 25 plus years of media, am just left scratching my head. Uh, this story, and, and you'll just love this, <laughs> and this comes from the National Pulse, which is a great site, by the way. Uh, I highly recommend it. I have a subscription to it, and it really does embody independent media because they're not beholden to any sort of corporation, which is fantastic. And a really good test if you want to find a decent news site. Anyway, looking at this headline from, <laughs> from the National Pulse, New York Times columnist says Trump support less excusable than slavery. And I'm like, what? Usually if I see slavery, that usually gets my attention, but <laughs> this, this is hilarious. This is how deluded, just one more example of numerous examples of how deluded and severely messed up the mainstream media is. Now, the guy who wrote this uh, piece of horse manure is the so-called is the New York Times so-called conservative columnist David French. And frankly, this op-ed that he wrote uh, about Trump and it is bizarre. It I mean it's a it's bizarre. It's wackadoodle. It's a lot of things. And apparently, uh, Mr. French, oh God, <laughs> sounds like that old show Family Affair, the, uh, the valet, the butler, Mr. French. I actually liked that show when I was a kid. Anyway, this guy, uh, David French, uh, tries to argue that slave owners did not know better. They knew they somehow gave him an excuse that these slave owners didn't, you know, they didn't know that slavery was a moral evil. But yet, if you're an America First, if you're a MAGA supporter, uh, you are essentially worse than being a slave owner because you're supporting America First policies. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, th this is just nuts. But here's some serious hypocrisy and irony that I found very interesting as I read this article. Now, the, and it's, in talking about the article that French wrote entitled Behold MAGA Man, which was published 
just this past Sunday in the New York Times, which, by the way, the New York Times is still owned by the descendants of slave owners. Oops, I think that might have uh, slipped uh, some people's minds, including Mr. French there. But also, if you want to talk about this moral equivalency nonsense, the New York Times is certainly no paragon of virtue because back in the 1930s, they hyped Hitler's book Mein Kampf. So not only are the descendants of slave owners who own the New York Times, they also are, frankly, Nazi supporters and anti-Semites. But that's neither here nor there because in the world of a leftist mind, uh, hypocrisy means nothing. They somehow are of the mistaken belief, especially if they suffer from Trump derangement syndrome, that, oh, that was then, this is now. It's like, mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. It's just pretty messed up. Now, part, I just want to read a portion of what French wrote in his Bizarro World uh, op-ed yesterday in the New York Times. And quoting, One of the persistent debates in American life centers on how strictly we should judge the sins of our national past. Were, were those people who owned slaves or broke faith with Native Americans or passed the Chinese Exclusion Act merely products of their time? MAGA men and MAGA women will not have that excuse. They know there is a different way, end quote. What is it with the left in this country that somehow and those who call themselves moral, well, we have to repent of our national sins. I'm like, what do you mean repent? Slaver there is no longer slavery in the United States and hasn't been for well over 150 years, more like maybe almost 160 years. So we got rid of it. And... We, we, it was wrong, we fought a civil war over it, but this obsession with the left of somehow America must pay for the sins of its past. I, I don't get it. I mean, yes, there were a lot of stupid things done in American history. Slavery was one, Jim Crow was certainly another, the Ku Klux Klan and the rise, and its rise, with a lot of help from Democrats, founded by Democrats. Oh, no, 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 no. When it comes to that sort of thing, oh, no, you don't want to talk about that. No. So, yeah, we did stupid stuff, but we also did a lot of things to fix it. My God, people, are we really that brain dead? We fix this stuff. There's no slavery. Now, if you want to now if you want to talk to a really messed up leftist, racism not quite the way you think. 
racism is not systemic. It's not. And and any and it's it's really frankly a product of a whole bunch of elitist progressive leftist guilty white people. I I I mean I never grew up like that. I was born in the south. I actually found more bigotry, more racism in the Pacific Northwest where I grew up. Oregon, Washington, Idaho. Yeah. So, no. No, 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 no. I mean, just reading this article and even the portion I read from French's very messed up rant slash screed slash delusions of something. I don't know. But yeah, that's pretty crazy. That is absolutely... Uh, I can only describe it as wackadoodle on steroids. So somehow, if you are a Trump supporter, you support MAGA, your America First policy, then you are worse than a slave owner. Dumb. I mean... Every time I see something like this, I just have to just go... I mean, I feel kind of like Homer Simpson having to go, oh! like that, because this is not... This, these are not reasonable people. They are not. And yet, President Trump had himself a great weekend, had a great week. Uh, Iowa Wednesday... Uh, a MAGA rally in New Hampshire on Saturday and did a speech last night in my old stomping grounds of Reno, Nevada, place where I lived for three years before I moved the show to here in North Florida. And it was the same. You know, the same. It, it gets a little even... I, I don't want to use the boring. I, I don't. Because no Trump rally, no Trump event that I've ever been to, and I've been to a few, it is not dull. There's a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of positive vibes and love all around. It does not matter. Man, woman, young, old, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, doesn't matter. It's fun. There's energy there. There's, it's positive energy. Now, I know there's got to be some, some leftists who like the idea of being sort of undercover and working covertly, trying to get some dirt on Trump supporters so that they could somehow tell all their friends on social media that, see, see, these people are dangerous. They're awful. They're terrible. And, and it's just like, I just want to take people like that and tell them to just sit down and shut up, have a cookie, do something constructive, because what you're talking about does not exist except in your delusional mind. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, just this article by French in the New York Times only proves once again why... <laughs> In the words, and then the title of the book by the great Michael Savage, 
Liberalism is a mental disorder. Was then, still is now. And probably will be for the next, what, 10, 11 months as we're on the fast track, really, towards the uh, 2024 election. But, <clears throat> we'll just simply move on from there because there's going to be plenty of news uh, like that. But as we are one week away from Christmas, I thought, hmm, okay, let's take a look and see what's going on with news uh, in, in other places other than D.C. because, uh, well, uh, the House is in recess until January 9th, and they still left an, a lot of stuff undone, and apparently they didn't want to spend extra time uh, to do the American people's business, but the only upside to that is that they can't screw it up right now. We get a little bit of a reprieve uh, from the dingbats in D.C., but they're still going to have plenty to deal with uh, when they get back January the 9th. I mean, January the 9th, they've got three weeks off. Man, I'd love three weeks off, but I pretty much only get about oh, a week. Maybe a little bit more, but <clears throat> that's okay. Uh, I'm happy to work overtime next year because there's going to be a lot of work to do to help save this country. But I saw some stories that absolutely just made me go, what? It's just pretty wild. I mean, and yes, all three of these stories have to do with religion. I found three stories that really just blew my mind. Now, the first one I, I got to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's this Islamic scholar in, of all places, Michigan, but that's not really a, a surprise. But this guy, I mean, we're talking, and I, and I love Steve Bannon of the War Room's use of the phrase Islamic supremacist. You know, they talk about white supremacy. Uh, how about Islamic supre supremacy? Hmm? You know, Sharia and everything? But just another example uh, and I want to play this guy it's not a very long clip but my goodness listen to the if you listen to this guy you just gotta wonder okay what is this dude smoking but here we go the U.S. is more to blame for the genocide in Palestine than the occupying Yehud Netanyahu is no more than a dog for Biden just like the Arab leaders are dogs for Netanyahu. Leaders who brought the filthy tarfih, the entertainments and concerts into Bilad al-Haramain while the people of Gaza were being massacred. They replaced the Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and beloyed the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave permission for those transgressed and to defend themselves. They don't need the permission of any filthy ruler in the UAE or the filthy rulers in Bilad al-Haramain 
It's about time the Muslims, especially the youth in the West, it's time for them to understand what should already be known, that the Kafir West, particularly the U.S., are enemies of Muslims. America is a vicious enemy of Muslims. I strongly advocated and showed proof for the boycotts. And I still do. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward those who call for it. But they're not the solution. If you can't raise your child telling him you want him to grow up to be a mujahid in a shaheed, then you're the root of the problem. Rawafat don't ever bring victory to Muslims. If there's any treacherous traitor, worse than the Yehud, it would be the Rawafat. There's no Philistine with the state borders of 1967. That's the, that, that's the tone of the defeatist and surrenderist. Okay, my friends. <clears throat> now, is this guy somebody you would want to listen to? Eh, not me. No, not me at all. Because this guy is pretty much evil. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. Anybody who's calling for the elimination, the genocide of the Jews, the Jewish people and Israel are evil. Their influence, it's a it is not a political battle. It's a spiritual one. And people like this guy are just filled with hate and rage. That's straight from the pit of hell, folks. Seriously, it's straight from the pit of hell. And anybody, especially young folks who are on college campuses all across the nation, and they're totally into that, they too are under the influence of some really evil spirits. I mean, my goodness. Jewish, I mean, my gosh. I'll give you a perfect example of why this nonsense, this anti-Semitism on, on the nation's college campuses, here's one for you. Actually, it's a, there are a couple of stories I just read over the weekend. Number one, Harvard, good old Harvard, has had a significant, and I do mean significant, drop in, in applications. A significant drop because of its president, Claudine Gay, who went to Congress and absolutely made a total horse's ass out of herself. So did the uh, president of MIT and also the University of Pennsylvania. The only good thing that came out of that is that the University of Pennsylvania president finally just said to heck with it. You know, she resigned or she was pretty much told to either resign or get fired. No matter what, she's gone because her, her performance was pathetic and Elise Stefanik sliced up each and every one of them. So yeah, I'm not too thrilled about that, but you know, but hey, Harvard, 
you essentially are learning the lesson of Bud Light. Go woke, go broke. Oh, and same with Disney. You know, they went woke and they're a mess. They're an absolute mess. Their stock is a mess. Everything's a mess. They're not making, they've had a billion dollars worth of bomb movies. They bombed horribly because they wanted to go woke. But also, secondly, a story that's kind of a aftermath of this, one of the nation's largest law firms has declared it is no longer going to be recruiting lawyers out of Harvard Law School because of the same anti-Semitic woke attitude that's been there and billionaire donors are not I mean I do believe it was the University of Pennsylvania lost out on a 100 million dollar donation for uh, for the university and just because they couldn't get over the whole woke thing that's just plain sad and nuts However, Harvard decided to keep uh, its president, although uh, she's in majorly involved in a plagiarism scandal, along with the whole anti-Semitic crap. So this could change uh, probably over the holiday or, or not, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens because it is seriously affecting a lot of people. We as a nation have not been anti-Semitic. No, 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 we're not. I mean, it was never fashionable. We even had many Jewish people involved in the founding of our nation. There were Jewish people here back in the time of the American Revolution. I mean, but yet we've got kids going to these fancy schmancy colleges paying tens of thousands of dollars a year in tuition and sadly they're becoming they're coming out nothing more than social justice drones they have been assimilated it's the Borg you know from Star Trek we are the Borg you will be assimilated resistance is futile and they just they just eat it up and it's really sad I've tried to be as gracious as I can when dealing with these people but I have to really work hard to resist the urge and the temptation to slap these kids sillier than they already are because they are not the center of the freaking universe and that's exactly what universities and our culture and entertainment seem to have brainwashed an entire generation into thinking that it's something special when guess what uh you're not all that in a bag of chips your chips are stale deal with it but uh along this very same line a, a little different anyway uh, this time we're dealing with Catholicism and I have a lot of Catholic friends 
and I haven't had a chance to really get into this with them, but I really want to get their point of view on this story. And this is from CBS News. Headline, Pope Francis says priests can bless same-sex couples, but marriage is between a man and a woman. And I'm like, what? I mean, I'm not Catholic. I'm not anti-Catholic, but this one makes me go, what? Okay. Now, if marriage is between a man and a woman, which has been a part of Catholic teaching for centuries, but then all of a sudden say, well, okay, if you're a priest, you can bless a same-sex couple. I said, and I'm thinking to myself, and I'm not even Catholic, but I just go, are you kidding? How can you be, how can you bless something that God won't? There's the, there is the simple basic question. How can you do this? So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you've got the, you've got crazy jihadist Muslim clerics preaching anti-Semitism and the elimination of Israel. You've got the Catholic Church saying that, hey, a priest can bless a same-sex couple, but marriage is still between a man and a woman. Uh, that just brings up the phrase double-minded to me. And I don't see how God can bless something that his holy word doesn't. Again, that's one that just freaks me out. But this one, this next story, absolutely makes me want to scratch my head. Now, this is from ABC News. Uh, and the headline, Black American solidarity with Palestinians is rising and testing long-standing ties to Jewish allies. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Th this one, I, I don't even know about this one. Because it makes... It's not making a lot of sense to me, but the subheadline: a growing number of black Americans see the struggle of Palestinians reflected in their own struggles for racial equality and civil rights. Uh, I don't get that. There is no real comparison to that. I don't see how the struggles of the people in Palestine are anything like racial equality in the civil rights movement. Because frankly, the Palestinians got hijacked by Hamas. And I don't see the I don't see the connection. I don't know where the disconnect comes from, but the Palestinians Essentially, and Hamas, because I don't believe you can separate the two. Uh, I don't believe you can. Because somehow, they wanted it, they got it, and now, there's, now they're looking for sympathy from the world community. And the, sca the scary part is, they're getting it. Because in the minds of people who support this, you know, supporting Hamas, supporting the Palestinians. Oh, we just have free Palestine. Free. What do you mean free Palestine? 
Palestine, you know, well, the Israelis are impressors. And there are too many young people who are, brain, who are brain dead enough to believe that, that I saw in a recent poll. I'm going, seriously? They want, is some, some of these youngins want Israel eliminated because they're oppressors. I'm like, how stupid are you? If you actually understood the history, all Israel wanted, modern day Israel from 1948 on, they just simply wanted a land for themselves. A land that God himself and for the woke supposed Christians who don't understand, this is covenant land. And just because Okay, the Israelis are not Boy Scouts. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've known that for a long time. But to say that you want them eliminated? I'm thinking to myself, what is wrong with you? It is still, as much as you might not like it, God to his people, Israel, they are still the apple of his eye. The covenant he made with Israel has not been broken. Nope, hasn't been broken. So I don't know what the deal is. I, I truly do not know what the deal is. It, it, it's not making any sense to me. But along that same line, this last story is sort of the pièce de résistance. Uh, this one comes from the famous last words category and oh baby now you might have heard the story already but if you haven't this one is sort of I would call an attention getter now last week in Turkey a member of the Turkish Parliament spoke before uh, the body there and in Turkish he actually said that Israel will suffer the wrath of Allah that's bad enough but right after he said it he collapsed he collapsed just boom right there in front of everybody and a couple of days later he died he was dead. And I thought to myself, okay. Now, I cannot 100% prove that God did it, but I have a very strong suspicion that he was very much involved. Now, Scripture clearly says God will bless those who bless Israel. He will curse those who curse it. So this guy cursed it and boom, drop dead. Drop dead. So if you really think God isn't serious about Israel, I would go through and read this story again because the guy who died in Turkey was only 54, but he made the classic error of trying to slam Israel and boom, 
boy, I'm thinking to myself, that's Ananias and Sapphira material right there. And if you're, if you're a Christian, you'll understand that reference. Because God is not... To put it as simply and, and bluntly as I can, God's not screwing around. He's real serious. He's got an agenda. And if you're going to go after the apple of his eye and his covenant people, he's going to take it really dang seriously. He, I mean, if you, I would say ask the guy in Turkey, but you can't because, well, he's dead. He cursed Israel and he's dead. I don't know exactly uh, how plain I can make that. I really don't know. But anybody who wants to smart off about Israel, think very carefully before you open your big mouth. Because they could be your very last words. And we've already seen what can happen if you do it. But on that note, my friends, I'm just going to say so long for today. Thank you very much for listening. Please, I encourage you to tell your friends to subscribe to our podcast. There's a lot of things I'd love to do in 2024. And I will definitely need your help and support. So for now, my friends, God bless. Well, I'll be back tomorrow. Have yourself a great one. And Merry Christmas. God bless. And remember, patriots come in all colors.